With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For a second, just release the ball to home. Um, I've taken a couple steps, and uh, yeah, then after that, just kind of all went downhill from there. That's Will Craig owning up to what happened Thursday afternoon that cost the Pirates the two runs in their loss to the Cubs, and will forever put him on a blooper reel, as he put in his own words. Hey there, this is Alex Dump here with Gerard Gilberto here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network, an impromptu episode of the podcast to be named later. Gerard, I think this is the first time you've actually been on here, so welcome. Oh, couldn't have picked a better time, right? Uh, yeah, welcome. You know, <laughs> take your shoes off. You know, we're, we try to keep this place clean, but, you know. But, yeah, we, we are fresh off of the Will Craig Zoom call where we just – we got an explanation from him on what actually happened on that play Thursday. Here's another soundbite from him before we really get digging in on just like from his mind, whatever he realized he screwed up. As soon as I kind of released the ball, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I know, I know better than that. Like it's simple baseball one-on-one, but I guess in my mind, when I saw him kind of running back, um, like I said, just kind of, you know, I lost my mind for a second. Just kind of, I saw Perez looking at me and kind of just released the ball and, yeah, and the rest is history, basically. So, Gerard, I guess just first of all, we'll, we'll talk about more of this in a little bit, but just first of all, you've never seen anything like that before either, right? Like no, this was... not, no, nobody has. I, uh, we, we had some discussions about this yesterday in the press box and, and you know, Slack, Zoom, whatever, but there are people out there that have played this game at many levels that would probably say that, Yesterday was a first for them as well, whether it's Little League, Babe Ruth, high school, college, minors, majors, beer league softball, non-alcoholic beer league softball. Like it's <laughs> still, uh, this is a first for a lot of people. And uh, no, I, I think first and foremost, nobody's, uh, nobody's envious of, of Mr. Craig right now. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I want to like, give the kid credit for first of all doing it the next day is a little lame but he was a man about this he was a, an adult about this is what I mean um he was very mature about it owned up to everything and, uh you know he, he handled himself well uh the next day yeah I mean in a zoom world this would have been so easy just to you know hide for so long until you know it finally came out but yeah it didn't happened the same day but day later he comes up and in 
in a kind of bizarre way. I mean, obviously it would have been better for the story to have him yesterday, but I kind of like getting his input a day later too, because he's had some time to reflect on it. He's had some time to talk to people. He brought up that Derek Shelton uh, called him again after he left the ballpark, you know, just to make sure that he actually was okay. You know, just little details like that. It, it was nice to hear from him 24 hours after the fact. And he was asked about that also in, in the Zoom call. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, um, obviously last night was tough, but uh, just because I played, I replayed that probably, I don't know, 100 plus times in my head of exactly what happened. But now, like I've kind of, after about 20, a little over 24 hours, reflect on it. It's, I realize that, you know, that this game, there's more to this game than just one little mess up. Of course, I'm going to be on a blooper reel for the rest of my life, probably. But um, I just you know, like I said, I try to keep moving forward with it. And I think the best way to do it is kind of just accept it head on. Like, I can't, don't deny it. Don't shy away from it. It happened. Um, and I give you guys the best I can of explanation of what happened. Um, so, yeah, like right now I feel fine. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's another day of baseball. You got 100 plus more of these. Um, now I can't let this one day reflect the rest of my season. Gerard, I will never know the feeling of accepting I'm going to be on a blooper reel the rest of my life where it's like, I I've got to own that. Like that might be the legacy of Will Craig, you know, well, for there, years to there, come. There's time, Alex. Some of these press boxes are a lot closer to the field than the one at PNC park. You, you got time. I do you, have time. If you ever get to Milwaukee, be, be sure to have a, a, Head on a swivel. That that press box real low. It's a couple yeah. of dents behind you when you're sitting down. Too. Yeah, I I saw one of them coming live. I was a good couple feet away from it, but that was, that was something in Milwaukee. But yeah, he owned up to it, and it's a weird. It's a difficult situation for him. He's never made that play before in his life. He's a good defensive first baseman. I think if anything, people would expect this more from like a Josh Bell. You know, after just seeing years of bad defense from him, but Pedro Alvarez, no, Will Craig's a minor league gold glover, but you know what? You can still have a brain cramp. Yeah, or uh, Colin Moran was on the other side of the diamond his whole life, so maybe he's used to getting run into rundowns between first and home. But uh, yeah, this first and home, uh, uh, I'm sorry, between his base and home, not first and home, what I meant there was. He's used to getting rundowns between third and home. But, yeah, this first and home rundowns, uh, it's a new animal. Like, uh, it's, it's the new uh, uh, thing in baseball now. Uh, and let's hope we never see another one ever again. Or if, if we do, it's, it's, you know, from far enough away that we can really go, what the hell is actually going on? You, you feel a little bit for the kid in this situation. Oh, hey. yeah, absolutely. And you, you got that sense. Because, like you said, he wasn't – uh, Gold Glover in the minors in 2019. He committed one error for Indy in 2019. Like that's, I understand it's first base, but like that's tough. Like O'Neill Cruz already has eight errors this season in Altoona. Um, I, I get, yeah, he's a shortstop, but still, like, is he one error? <laughs> one error in more than 900 innings, and that's with you know. The lefties are hitting the ball just as hard to first baseman as righties are hitting them to third base. Like, that's a hot corner, too. And he still obviously handled it pretty well. The defense outside of that, you know, one mental lapse yesterday hasn't been great at the major league level. He had a couple in Atlanta. Then he had a, another weird one uh, uh, Thursday as well. 
but so that that's not there and, and can't imagine the confidence is there right now. Uh, but he did, he did seem to be in, in decent spirits. And for, I, I mean, Derek Shelton said Moran and Evans are going to go on rehab assignment. So it's not like they're coming back tomorrow. Uh, he's going to get some time there the next few days. Yeah. And you know what? The, I don't think we ever had an official lineup released from this one because it got called so early. But the indication was that Will Craig was going to be written into the lineup again. He wasn't opted away. You got to go back to the kid after a situation like that. So good on Shelton there. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later. I'm Alex Stump. He's Gerard Gilberto. Gerard, we got to talk about this play a little more, man, because this is unfortunately, this is unfortunately probably the play of the year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. I mean, we say that now, like that, that's, there's a bit of famous last words to that because it's just like May. Um, okay. Okay. I did it say- is hard to, to top. It's yeah, gonna this... be a tough. This is gonna be it. Like that. What was that? A few years back, that Mark Burley play. Uh, that, that, <laughs> between that day, the legs. like, yeah, between got the legs. That was like the uh, the advent of the Burley meter. That happened in like the second week of the season. No, that was so opening it was, day. It was opening day. Okay, that was a so, great year of like that's, baseball tonight. Where just like yeah. I have this one again. <laughs> it feels like that where it's like it's so early, but. I have a hard time believing we're going to see something to top it. Uh, yeah, I, what I'd like to do with you, Alex, is go over just how many people messed up on this play from both teams. Uh, and, and we could take it one at a time and we could do like a, uh, like a draft of who, <laughs> who screwed up the most. Who screwed up. No, not the most, because if that's the case, let's, let's leave Craig out of it because all right. the – all right, like you said, let's talk about the play. Um, the, uh, the one thing that has to be done that would have prevented this podcast from happening, that Zoom call from happening, today could have been a very easy day in Pirates life, maybe even coming off a win, had Will Craig simply, after taking two steps forward, realized the base behind him, <laughs> steps on that, and they're at it again. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, Will Craig owned up to it, as, as yeah. we put in there. He owned up to it. He's the most to blame. You know who's the second most to blame, in my opinion, Go in this it. play? Is Michael Perez. Absolutely. Because people say this is a Little League play. You know what would have happened if this was actually happening in a Little League environment? You would have had 15 parents throwing up their arms, screaming, no, go back to first base. Go back to first base. Perez could have done that at any moment. I imagine Jacob Stallings would have would have turned into one of like his father's true son and gotten big and thrown his arms up like he was, you know, defending the the perimeter for Vanderbilt Um, and and just literally like like a like an airplane, like the guys when they land the airplane with the cones <laughs> to come this way, like literally just point like, no, go, go back. Go that way. You guys can't see, this is a, a audio podcast, but we're both frantically waving our arms. We're, uh, we're good at this medium. Yeah. It's yeah. This is great radio. Uh, but yeah, I agree that uh, number two uh, on that list is certainly uh, 
is certainly the catcher Perez in that spot. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I really don't think it's getting overlooked at how much the Cubs beyond Baez just initial plan to try this guys try this. I'm sorry. My voice just squeaked really loud. Dudes try this all the time in this game. What doesn't happen is the first baseman doesn't bite that hard and literally trail him 90 feet down the line. So Contreras, like he gets credit for busting it around third. He did not bust it around third. He was just as confused as the other 7,000 people in the ballpark. He stopped coming around third. And then he made a mad sprint like 60 feet away. (laughs) Exactly. Baez called uh, Contreras safe before he ran again. Yeah, literally stood there and and basically he went, he made the safe call, and it, it was it was that was also like very just bad like thinking like just con- just the pure confusion of the whole moment affected literally everybody on the diamond. That picture of the four of them, uh, Craig. Perez, Baez, and Contreras within about six feet of each other is inexplicable. Yeah. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, are you saying Contreras galaxy size brain or or the the like peanut size one? I I don't think there's anything going through his head because there's no frame <laughs> of reference here. Like like you don't turn around and then like round third and. I'm sure he pulled up thinking the play was already over. He sees it's still going. Like, you see that happen all the time. Like, Anthony Rizzo does that, and he, he'll, like, goof around and ha-ha-ha and eventually give a guy a hug, but he doesn't go more than, like, four feet. <laughs> he'll just go back to the bed. Um, but I'm sure Contreras, like, looked up and was like, what the heck is going on? And then something had to snap for him to make that sprint. And by then, I don't, I don't know what happened, man. I, everybody just kind of like the, a little lob and a, a little laissez-faire on the play. And yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Um, Contreras is the, like everyone says, Baez, El Mango Magic. And, you know, like I, I get all that. Contreras for me is the one with the galaxy size brain because he's the one who realizes. And yeah, I, I'm not going to pretend that he, you know, had anything really going on until he made that decision to sprint. But he realized there is no exit strategy for Javier Baez in this. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. Just like maybe I could cause actual havoc by just sprinting towards home, and that's what happened. Contreras is the one who made the play. Nothing against Baez and everything. Contreras is the one who made that play, though. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Javi is a is a he makes weird stuff like this happen. And it's just like his history is there's no, there's nothing to back that up beside like um, anecdotal evidence of just other weird instances of weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But I, unless he's a literal hypnotist, uh, I don't think Baez made Craig forget the rules of the game. And Craig, I asked Craig about that. And he said like, yeah, no, like it wasn't because it was hobby. It was because I, my brain went numb is the words that Craig used. Like, um, but he is, he is getting credit as, as the magician. Uh, and, it, you know, good on him for being able to beat Adam Frazier to the first base bag. Um, I thought Frazier was further into left field than he actually was. He was right around the second base bag. 
on yeah. that. They were there was a shift, but he wasn't like he was, you know, shifting Jesus Aguilar and Nelson Cruz. He, he was pretty much on the second base bag and certainly could have gotten over to cover first. But like again, at what point do you realize that that is necessary? Yeah, you don't you don't expect the first baseman to trail a guy eighty seven feet. You know when he realized it was necessary about a second and a half after Gregory Polanco realized that it was necessary for, for someone <laughs> to cover the bag and before Richard Rodriguez, you know what Richard Rodriguez saved Polanco a little grief here because if that game would have ended four, three, instead of five, three, it'd be like, you know, if Polanco didn't try to become a first baseman, Baez doesn't move up to second on the wide throw in all that. Yeah. It yeah, it's still uh, doesn't it's, for him. And you know what? Checking out that like right field angle that they had on the play, if Frazier doesn't get like a little piece of his glove on the ball, Brian Reynolds is the closest person to it. That might be a literal little league home run. Yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. It would be the shoot the moon is the greatest play in baseball history. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh no, there was there's a lot of of Reynolds eventually came in and covered second and did not get the throw uh, clean from at second base. But yeah, that it's, I don't know, man. I don't know how anybody could have been prepared for what that, like, like the right baseball play here, because there's no precedent for this. Like there's no, there's nothing that says when the first baseman abandons the bag with two outs, who covers first? Like, that's not something that comes up. Now, uh, the argument could be made that, you know, once the guys saw the breakdown, you have to improvise and you have to figure it out, okay, first base will make this all go away and I got to get over there. Tyler Anderson's walking to the dugout. Um, here's something I thought of. Uh, and I know teams, like, are in different home dugouts, but, like, when I covered the Mets, the, they used first base as their home dugout. If the Pirates had first base, you know, if they were on the road and this happens and Anderson's walking back toward the first base dugout, there might be too much traffic for this to happen. So the designers of PNC Park (laughs) absolutely doomed Will Craig. (laughs) Yeah, so that's just a, a, a funny coincidence that they were all walking toward the third base dugout when this weird stuff is happening on the opposite side of the diamond. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that angle. That's... Yeah, and it's it was it was something I, I just since opening day I, was, I thought it was funny because just because you know the team I I had covered previously was in the other dugout for their home games. Um, but yeah, had, had they been going toward that dugout, it, we we might not. That that's the big takeaway from this is the amount of had this happened and had that happened, we yeah. wouldn't even be having this conversation. That's and a list that's about as well. Had this well, happened, right? happened. That's it. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like, yeah, the, the argument can be made that Tyler Anderson, who was probably, like, 20 feet off the plate, like, almost on the third base line, walking into the dugout when it was obvious that the play had broken down, like, he could have busted it and tried to beat Bias to the bag. So, yeah, that's – at least for now, there's still time to change it. That, that's the legacy of Will Craig at the moment. Still plenty of time to, to change it, but that's the highlight, low light, whatever you want to call it, of 
Pittsburgh Pirates 2021 baseball, as Gerard says at the moment, because Gerard is the optimist. He always thinks that they could outdo themselves in that regard. Of course, yeah. A lot of time, man. A lot of time. <laughs> there is a lot of time. We got 100, what, 14 still to go? Yep, and uh, the weather is just making it making it so much easier on us. You know that. For Gerard Garberto, my name is Alex Stone. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk again next time.